0: Welcome to the Lit Marriage Podcast with authors and Christian relationship coaches Cassidy and Daniela Parlane. On this podcast, you will discover how to transform your marriage from autopilot mode to keeping the flame of purpose, passion, and romance lit in the marriage that God designed for you to have. Learn to love intentionally together. Are you ready to keep it lit here we go.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Lit Marriage Podcast. We are your hosts, Cassidy and Daniela. And today, folks, we're going to be talking to you about a very exciting topic. It's intimacy is more than sex. and we have some very exciting guests on our uh podcast with us today and I just want to say to all of you married folk out there make sure that your kids are in bed okay (laughs) if you have uh if you have you know a fireplace get that thing lit get close, snuggle together, because we are going to lit this thing on fire. (laughs) Did you get that? We're going to lit it.
2: We're going to lit it.
1: Okay, so here we go. Uh, Daniela, go ahead and uh, introduce our So
0: Yes, we are so, so happy to have Joseph and Marissa Masefia. Did I say that right?
2: You got it.
0: (laughs) And they've been married together for, sorry, they've been together for 11 years and married for six. They're millennial parents, certified marriage coaches, published authors, and are founders of Forever Marriages. And you guys can uh, check out their website to learn more about them at www.forever-marriages.com. And also their socials. You can find them um, on social media at Forever Marriages on Facebook and Instagram, correct? Yes. um, awesome so thank you so much for joining us today
2: wow thank you for having us thank you
0: it's an honor
2: so
1: why don't we dive right into this thing okay (laughs) um we've already told the parents what to do so they know they know (laughs) what's up they know what's up so what is What is this intimacy is more than sex? Because this is a very juicy topic. And uh, it's, as Christians, you know, sometimes we feel like we shouldn't Mm -hmm. touch certain topics.
2: Yeah. I mean,
1: it's taboo to talk about the three-letter word. So why don't you talk to us about that? What is that all about?
2: Yeah. I mean, so, well, first of all, thank you so much for having us excited to be on this show and hello to all of your listeners uh so tonight we're talking about intimacy being more than sex and you know you is we can approach this as as men and then approach this as women a lot of guys and i'll be the first one to confess especially when i first came into marriage intimacy equals sex point it's close right <laughs> but my wife didn't have the same definition as far as what intimacy was and yeah. it took us some time to be able to get on the same page because it's only when you're on the same page where everything is clicking in all cylinders so that 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 passionate the marital sex that we You know, as guys, you're envisioning as you're coming in, you set up the altars like I cannot wait. Oh my goodness, (laughs) my my beloved wedded wife, right? Uh, But if we have a disconnected definition of intimacy, then that is a cascade of just issues and problems and conflicts, which actually hinder the actual sex from happening. So that's why we it took us some time to actually realize that we first needed to be on the same page as what that intimacy was. And I had to unwire my understanding of what intimacy was in order to get on the same page with where my wife and her her definition of intimacy.
3: Yes, and then likewise, I also had to do some unlearning and relearning you know because in marriage, obviously, it's not just one side, it's not just all about my needs, or it's not all about the wife, what she wants. We don't necessarily believe in, you know, happy uh, what is it, happy, happy wife, wife. <laughs>
2: happy, <laughs>
3: happy house, right? Right. So, uh, or happy life, happy wife, yeah. happy life. So, um, we had to have some really keen conversations, like really honest conversations about what leads to uh, the bedroom, you know, the emotional intimacy. And I remember having conversations with Joseph about that. And he was like, huh? Like, I guess it didn't really, it wasn't something that he ever really thought about. I
2: was young. How,
3: how (laughs) at me not, you know, spending 10 to 20 minutes talking to you uninterrupted, how does that impact us not being able to connect fully in the bedroom? How does us not being able to um, go to the word of God, pray together and uh, worship together, you know, on a consistent basis. How does that uh, affect, you know, our ability to, or my desire to want to spend time with you outside of the bedroom, just maybe doing a date night or even just being close, to, yeah. close together. Yeah. So we really had to start um, identifying the other types of intimacy besides sex, which is so heavily focused on in society and social media and in culture period. Yeah, yeah. And so we started to develop these five buckets of intimacy yeah you know, and unpack that.
2: Yeah. So and and if we may, we just we, we want to start with a definition because I think sometimes we talk about the same thing but we call it differently. So let's go ahead and define what intimacy is. And we have, you know, just research and experience. We define intimacy as a continual, cultivated closeness between a couple that leads to increased trust and vulnerability, Mm -hmm. right? So, Mm -hmm. So the key things that we wanna point out there is continual, right? So at any point, a couple is either drifting Towards oneness, they're either drifting towards togetherness yes. or they're yes. drifting apart. Right. And what determines that that drift in either direction is the intentionality on how they approach their activities in their lives. Right? So are we intentional about spending time together? Right. Am I intentional, you know, in knowing what my wife, my wife's love languages are, and am I, am I? Making sure my actions speak to that love language. If I'm not intentional about that, then we're drifting the other way. If I'm intentional about it, then it's bringing us closer together. So, and then next we, we we're looking at intimacy as a house. You know, like in, in, in the scriptures, you know, Jesus talks about the wise. You know, the the the, the wise person plants their, you know they plant on a solid foundation, right? Mm -hmm. And that foundation foundation is the word of God. So we believe that your marriage needs to be planted in the word of God. So our first area of intimacy is spirituality. Right, right. Right.
3: That's our foundation. Yeah. Um, Spirituality. And then it, of course, a house, if we imagine this house, it it has to be built from the ground up. So then we start to look at what do those walls look like and this is just a skeleton version we don't have a door we don't have windows (laughs) but we have the foundation and then we have these two sides that we do a little skeleton and of course we have the roof Mm -hmm. so the two the two sides are
2: so uh, those two sides emotional intimacy yeah and then um financial intimacy and we'll get more into each one of them and then of course the roof is being uh, physical and right, sexual. Right. And a lot of people look at us it, like,
3: how is those different physical
2: and sexual? That's the same
3: right.
2: thing. <laughs> they are two separate things. So we'll get into which one of them. But I think the the the, the house foundational, the house model makes so much sense to us because, is because you know the house is better able to withstand yes. storms if it is intact if there are no cracks on the foundation, if there are no leaks in the roof, if there are no, uh, you know, the, the the sidewalls are not cracked or compromised. And it is the storms in our lives that, that, that really let us know what areas of our, you know, marriage are compromised. And I think God uses those storms to highlight and to expose those areas where we can to grow, because we know that the ultimate purpose of our marriage is to what? It is to make me, to make Marissa more like Christ, right? Exactly. It's to develop those traits. So that's um, that's what we love the house mm-hmm. model so much.
1: So I, I guess I really want to find out from you guys. This sounds like a book model. Is, is this is this something that is there is there a, a prescription that you have? Because you know, as men. As men, I'm talking to the men now. (laughs) You know, we don't see the distinction between sex and intimacy. We've been together for, this is our sixth year in marriage, like yourselves. Yeah. And just a a testimony, I said to my wife some time ago, I think for the first couple years of our marriage, we just were having sex.
0: Or at least you. (laughs)
2: Listen, like, right <laughs>
0: that's the naked truth but <laughs> what can i say
2: <laughs> All right. well I'm,
1: i was talking to the men okay <laughs> so I'm just saying here you're 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 hitting on some things that we've we've discovered along the way in the yeah. last few years of our marriage we are like oh my goodness these two things are different so are yeah. Right? yeah. you just talked about the financial and you mentioned another one what was it? Emotional. The
3: financial
1: and the emotional can you
3: talk about that? Yeah. Oh yeah I mean <laughs> so there's so many different angles we could actually go with that but um, what we truly believe is that with all five of these, um, they're interrelated, right? There, 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 there's a correlation with them. Um, and so what we found in our own marriage was that when we really didn't have a strong financial, um, intimacy where we were on the same page, you know, we know the saver versus spender and all that, but with Joseph and I, we had two different relationships with money. And so when it came to creating goals and creating financial plans and things like that, you know, I was like, oh, let's go. Let's, I was excited and just like, oh, you know, and, and so that created tension. And so there was a disconnect in the emotional, right? The emotional intimacy, because sometimes we wouldn't be able to share how we were truly feeling about the situation or about any situation. Like it, it really impacted sometimes our communication because there would be tension. Yeah. There would be tension. So, I mean, it really has a lot to do with how you're able to like see your spouse, um, relate to them, um, be assert being assertive with them being able to um be gracious with them because if they're getting you in debt or they're doing something that you don't like financially speaking why why do i want to share my deepest (laughs) truest feelings with you if i can't because you're you're breaking trust with me
2: yeah
3: you know what i mean and when we talk about intimacy that is foundational we have to talk about trust when we talk about intimacy
2: yeah, and and in talking to the guys since Cassidy, you were, you were talking to the guys, and I want to talk to the guys here too. <laughs> that, you know, I it's easy for me to disconnect every other aspect mm. of my life and my marriage, and just focus in the bedroom. I can be in that moment. It doesn't take me a long time to be in that moment. Yeah. We're ready to go. Talk to me. <laughs> however, however, right? <laughs> my wife doesn't function like that, and women don't like that. And I don't want to ca- generalize, but in, in in most cases, this is true, in that while my wife and I, we are in our marital bed, her mind can still be in all the other aspects of our house. Yeah. Her mind can still be in the kitchen and the dishes on that sink That's that weren't her mind can still be on the kids. You know, the, did, did, was the diaper changed? And when was the last time the diaper was changed? Her mind can be on that book, that on the last conversation that we had about money and I was so defensive about, and she's still thinking about that. And at the same time, she can still be present in the bedroom. That's how amazing the woman mind is. And I, I don't get it. I'm, I'm single-tracked. I think about one thing and one thing and one thing. Right? So, <laughs> so
0: there's a lot of walls in that house.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so being able to understand that, then I now have to take an invested role in how we deal with our finances. Because I want to make sure that my wife, her mind, is at ease mm-hmm. if we if she's ever going to be able to be fully present with me in that moment. So emotionally. I wanna make sure that I'm truly loving her as Christ commands me to love my wife. So I'm patient with my wife. Uh, I I, I speak to her in a graceful way, right? I I don't use harsh words when I talk to my wife. Um, I shower her with grace. So all these things I'm able to, you know, she's now able to be naked and unafraid. Right. And, and and now we're able to connect at that emotional level. I'm, you know, she's able to be her true self. I'm able to be to be my true self yeah. and our true selves. You know what I'm saying? We have flaws and we have things that we need to work on. And it's only when we're able to be our true selves where she can actually say, wow, this is who you are. But I know you're a child of God and I see you from that light. But you being a child of God, he expects that for, the, you know, for the us to be together, that throughout this relationship, you're going to grow. And I'm taking that responsibility. So we're able now to speak in, to each other a language that cultivates growth instead of cultivating destruction and hurt and all those things.
1: So I guess one of the things that I, I have, a, <laughs> I know we're kind of freestyling on, on our, our interview here, but yeah. one of the things that I really want to find out as, you know, for the men out there, maybe this will help some men out there. How yeah. do you activate, how do you detach yourself from sex and take yourself, it's, so it's the transition is really what I'm asking, transition yeah. from a, a mind that only thinks about sex to a mind that thinks now about all intimacy. the other walls
0: of the house. Yeah, right. Right. Like the dishes and yeah. the, <laughs> yeah. making sure those things are taken care of. Give us of, a right? give us
1: a prescription if you may or some, <laughs> some something that gives us that transition that allows us to really tap into the mind of our all life. That, yeah, 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 yeah. All that's
0: that. going on up there in yes. our heads. Yeah. <laughs> Multitasking brains.
2: <laughs> I don't you know a prescription that's uh it's a it's a t- <laughs> Um, but I think if we first begin with sex, and I think the problem is we do not think of sex highly enough. Sex is designed and created and sanctioned by God. That's how holy and and, and exalted and beautiful it is. And in order to get to that beauty, that level of beauty of sex, then we need to now take a few steps back and understand, so when, when God designed this, in what context did he design sex? And, and and so, in order to get there, then as a guy, and it's a challenge, and it, it takes years, and, and, and God is so good that some of us, he allows some of us to stumble upon this, and he allows some of us to experience some challenges along the way that will lead us to that, but it, it is God who leads us to that, you know, that, that ultimate realization is to un- to understand that sex, it is, it should be an act of uh, selflessness, right? So I should do sex as I'm now going into this relation with my wife to please me. I should view it another way that our time together, I want to do, I want to please my wife So in order to get my wife to that place where she can be pleased, then all these things need to be taken care of. Because if she's not present, how can she enjoy the act of that sexual intimacy if all these other needs have not met? And I think so. We have to shift uh, the perspective and how we view sex. And we have to undo the raising of society because we see from Hollywood and everything that we see on TV, it is so man-centered, man-needs, man-demands. The guy who gets the ladies is the guy that is exalted and celebrated, and we have to undo all those things and say, no, that's not how we view uh, marriage. That's not how we view our status as men. God has placed us in this role. He has called us to be the head, Not to uh, just to shout commands and you do this, me, man, you, woman, I say, you do. (laughs) God's design, God's design is he's calling you the head to be the server in chief, right? So I'm in this to serve my wife. Uh, And and that's how we view sex. We view sex as in this is an act of service to my wife.
0: It's more giving than it is taking. yeah. Ultimately.
1: Yeah. I would so love that.
0: That's amazing. <laughs> That's basically the gospel right there. <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's all about service, right? Yeah. So yeah. If, sure is. It's if we kind of renew our mind to think that way, then everything else aligns itself. Yeah. And especially the intimacy for sure.
2: Can you tap to the I, I... I, you know what? It's always the guys. Sorry, ladies. You got your, your ladies. Ladies oh, are <laughs> there. I, it's all to talk I, to the guys.
1: I, I love y'all. I love y'all. You're gonna get your chance. Right? <laughs> but I think one of the things that ha- that that I could truly say from a Christian man perspective that has truly uh, tarnished our perspective on intimacy is pornography. Yes. and there's a statistic out there that shows that more than 77% of Christian men
2: Yes.
1: this is an old statistic by the way back in 2015 that was done so it could be worse now as I'm speaking here yes. yes. so back then there was a, sti- a statistic that showed that 77% of men were either addicted to or have viewed or occasionally view and participated in it and so and so this is rather troubling Mm -hmm. when you when you get to a place and you're you're wondering what has happened where what has happened to us as Christian men like what's going on so can you speak to that for
2: a bit like go ahead (laughs) yeah pornography is an issue Um, it is a disease that is killing marriages and what we have done in society, and we, we, <laughs> we're ambassadors and we live in this world, but we're not a part of this world. So there there has to be a distinction, uh, but unfortunately we're not seeing that distinction because the same survey uh, that you mentioned also looked at pastors, you know, you know men and women who were called into ministry or they're actually functioning in, in the ministry. But they're still viewing pornography. So, uh, and and it is a sin. And and I'll be the first to admit that I did struggle with pornography in my life. I was exposed to pornography when I was about twelve or thirteen years old. At that moment, you don't know what you're getting yourself into, right? You don't know what you're watching. But actually, what pornography does, it rewires your brain, and Mm you're dependent on it. It is a drug. So you're growing up, and from that. Young age, and you're growing up to just and, and the way they design it. There's a science to it. That you you seem for it, and it grows and develops, and mm-hmm. and and you bring that in into your marriage. And unfortunately, the church does not discuss, have these conversations, or, rebu- or rebuke, <laughs> or just you know, it, it's pornography at all it, as a whole. And I mean, I get it. I know a part of it is because you have ministers who are struggling with the same thing. So it's like hypocritical for me to, you know, to condemn something that I'm struggling with. So, uh, but that's a, that's another conversation for another day. We'll come on and talk about that. <laughs> so so w- what we have is this disease that as a man, you bring into your marriage. And it's an expectation that the day that you stand in front of the altar... Before God, and you take your wife as your wife, that all that past is undone with and and vanished, and it's not addressed ever once in your Sunday Bible class. It's not addressed once in your premarital counseling, and there are no programs really which are prescribed and published to to talk about this. Meanwhile, Facebook has. A a personal masturbation day, which is being celebrated, right? Uh, So you have all these forces which are celebrating pornography, and you have marriage groups which are saying it's okay. It's okay, you know, as long as my wife and I we talk about it.
3: Mm. We we can use
2: pornography to enhance our marriage.
3: There's so many
2: white.
3: Groups. And, and I and that's what troubles me. I, you know, sometimes I go into these wife groups to see what's being talked about, what's going on, see if mm-hmm. I can you. And what is troubling is this topic of pornography in Christian-based wife? Mm-hmm. And so there's still this struggle of: well, my husband wants to do this. And do you have wives that are saying? okay, so what? Yeah. What, what's the problem? There's nothing wrong with that. Just go and do what he wants you to do or do what he says that brings him pleasure. And time and time again, I find myself commenting on those posts. No, pornography is a drug. Yeah. And trying to educate and educate and create that linkage between pornography and intimacy and helping them understand how that impacts now—you may not see it now. You may not see it now, but it will eventually. Unfortunately, it will impact your intimacy, not just on a sexual level, but your emotional, again, your financial. Because you're not going to like that person. Like you're—you get Go to a state, sense. right? You're going, and it, its really troubling when I see other wives tell wives. That it's okay. Yeah. Like,
2: mm-hmm. pick your battles. Yeah.
3: Pick your battles. It, that's it's not fine. worth it. That's right.
2: not worth
3: it. Just join them. Yeah. Join
2: them in it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. There, there tends to be this um, kind of false idea that because it's happening within the marriage,
2: yeah. that
0: it's okay. But we tend to forget that what what did Jesus say when he was approached about the commandments? and he was set, and uh he mentioned that even lusting after someone yeah. was already considered adultery so right. why do we you think that is okay when you're inviting yeah now you're you're actually doing it it's even worse you're doing it while you're married willingly and what and together so it's almost like yeah, too many people at the table here yeah like it's not and it it opens doors right there's a there's a spiritual world and i think this is one of the things that a lot of people are not even christians don't really think about the repercussions is like if god told us that there's always a reason right he knows best
2: yeah yeah
0: right and there are spiritual doors that you're we're opening by allowing these sexual sins into our lives and it might seem fun at the moment but there's going to be consequences afterwards absolutely there
1: there are people experiencing issues in their marriage who are involved in these acts and they can't seem to pinpoint any one thing that could be the problem because for them this is a natural act Right between a man and a woman but they don't understand the spiritual implications really? of opening this pen yeah. or a box and um, I just yeah. want to speak to the men out there again just briefly because and not just the men but women We're I want you to understand to yeah that our bodies are temples mm-hmm. yes. and so you know as we as we, uh, as we allow ourselves to enjoy the pleasure of intimacy yeah. and sex between each other this is actually a spiritual act to some degree. It really yes, it is. Yes, it is. Marriage is not just physical. There is yes, a spiritual oh, element yes. to yes. sex, yeah. right? The two becomes one. Yeah. Two mm-hmm. become. So there's there's this uh, uh, spiritual element that you're talking about the you know opening of doors, mm-hmm. right? And we, we really have to be careful with that. I know the the ca- conversation is sort of. Transitioned a little bit here. I want to really, (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: because this is a big issue, right? And people don't understand that your mind may the mind makes Mm grooves, and the grooves that happens in the mind they are sometimes long lasting, and you got to undo them, like Marissa was saying, right? Yeah, you have you have to create
0: this addiction, like you were saying, like a drug addiction. Exactly. In fact, there was a there was actually a. a study done where they did a I believe it, I comparison know, was it an x-ray or an MRI of the brain MRI you yeah. were comparing the MRI um, of the person that was addicted to like crack cocaine or something and compared it to the person who's addicted to porn and the same right. things were firing on it the, yeah. looked exactly the same yeah well clearly it's it's not healthy it's not something that's in the long run you become a slave to that thing
2: absolutely mm-hmm. and so, and that's what that, sin is. yeah yeah it,
0: you become a slave and then it it gets it actually gets creates this huge wedge in between the intimacy yes. that should be between you and your spouse yeah. right so it just removes that
1: and as a so, man i now i'm objectifying, mm-hmm. objectifying i don't even see my wife anymore no. You're,
0: you're seeing that other those other images flashing right. so yeah. so e- even just for that alone ladies and gents don't do it <laughs> it's not <laughs> yeah. it's not all yes. it's cracked up to be
1: um, yeah. yeah it's not everything that the world that is hollywood in.
0: is uh yes. showing it's not that glamorous yeah
1: the marriage
2: bed should be undefined yeah. And I'll say this, if I may, um, I know it is a true struggle and challenge for men and women out there, but we have to view sin in this way.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Am I willing to be to, 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 to trade all that God has promised for this one little thing?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Also, dear, too. And how big is my view of God? Because the moment that that perspective shifts and we actually view God properly and we view ourselves properly, then you can trust in that you have more than enough power to conquer any mountain or challenge or whatever problem that you have in your life. But we don't tap in, into that because we view our problems, we view our addictions, we view our challenges bigger than actually how we view God. So we have to commit and we have to truly love God more than we love this sin. And and, and, and truly when we say, okay, enough is enough, we have to mean that and truly invite Jesus Christ to come in and be and, and give us the victory that is promised. Absolutely.
3: That's
1: awesome. One of the things that I wanted to, um, just shifting our conversation right back to where we started, one of the things that really attracts me to my lovely wife is when I see her, uh, her, her growing spiritually, there's nothing more attractive. I don't know about you, you know, you guys, Joseph and your wife. Um, but it's so attractive. I'm so drawn to her when I see her just thrusting herself into God. It is yeah, yeah. the most attractive thing ever. Yeah. And um, that to me really increases our intimacy because I'm like, yeah. hello there. <laughs> <laughs> no one
0: expecting that, were you? <laughs> see? Loving God is sexy. Ooh, okay. It is. Like, it, it's, it is. is anything yeah, it you guys is. can can take it home is. today. Is that.
2: Yes. maybe
3: <laughs> need a shirt with that. that. I'm <laughs> loving
0: goddess
1: <it's. laughs> Yes. Yes. Um, so, is there any any uh, last words that you guys want to leave with our listeners today? Um, something that you know could be a takeaway from our
3: conversation today. Well, first of all, let me agree with you that (laughs) Joseph, because you actually, you said something really profound. Like, I don't think we fully understand the impact of, of spiritual, like growing spiritually, how that impacts our desire and our love for our spouse. Like that is really profound and deep and when Joseph, when I see him leading small groups with men, when I see him reading the word, or he'll just be listening to a few um, pastors on on social media or on YouTube, and he'll be having it playing out loud, and I'm just like, wow! And he's just into it, you know, writing notes. I think that is extremely attractive. Um, so I, I had to, I had to just say that real quick because I think <laughs> there's others who may agree too, but maybe they are not there yet. And so what I wanna do is encourage um, couples or husbands and wives who are trying to build intimacy um, with their spouse. We get a lot of questions about how how do I build, you know, spiritual intimacy? And how do I share my heart with my spouse? How do I share what I truly feel? And we actually have, a blog on this where we've broken it down, you know, step by step, where you can look at all five, you can look at all five intimacies and look at practical things that you can start doing to really start increasing, um, those areas of, of intimacy. And so I just want to encourage the couples of listeners, um, to not give up because this, this is a journey. You know the house that we just described and having financial intimacy sexual and spiritual and emotional and financial i mean all of those intimacies it takes time yeah. it takes time to develop and as joseph said earlier you never really arrive you just keep trying you keep <laughs> every day you put something into that bank wow. Pause yeah. And so um, if you are concerned about spiritual intimacy, for instance, one of the things that we like to do is conversational prayer It's so, so powerful. So if I can leave with anything, I would say to start really building this this marital house of of intimacy and deep connection is to start praying out loud together and this doesn't have to be something really really long and elaborate and profound but when we come to the Lord with with prayer in prayer he meets us right there and so Mm -hmm. being out loud together that shows that shows your heart to your spouse already You know, and and it it reveals your innermost thoughts and feelings. And so just start there. Start there. Put it in your calendar. Say, you know what? We're going to try this. We're going to try this maybe once out the week, twice out the week. We're going to come together and maybe ask each other, what are your prayer requests? What's on your mind? What's on your heart? And just start speaking and having a conversation.
2: And if I can leave... With practical things, we we'll say like with the spiritual intimacy, it is so imperative that as a couple you have a weekly Bible date. Yeah. So it's a date time set aside where the two of you are reading the Bible together and you're growing in the Lord together. Uh, the second thing with the uh, emotional mm-hmm. and, and the physical intimacy is making sure that. You have a regular weekly date night, so that's outside of your Bible date. This is a, a date
0: uh-huh. <laughs> to
2: focus on your marriage. You know, this is where we are spending that intentional time because this is all about intentionality. Mm-hmm. You know, if you know what what we were and guys, again, we we'll talk to the guys when you were pursuing your wife, you were very intentional. Uh, you were very. Uh, purposeful in Mm. what you did. And guess what? That does not stop just because you're married. And and God calls us to take initiative. So you're taking the initiative in creating those opportunities to grow. And then lastly, um, that, that financial piece, we have to be able to have regular monthly budget meetings, money matters meeting where we come together to the table and we talk about where are we You know, what's coming in? What's going out? Where is it going? And and, and (laughs) to have those conversations and you start small, uh, but you have to be able to have those conversations because we're stewards of God's resources. And with that stewardship, he trusts us to make good decisions with what he has given us. And he blesses and he increases once we're able to handle the little that we have and he can grow that so we have to make sure that we are being stewards in that process
0: amen awesome and being transparent in all those areas which in amen. turn leads to intimacy
2: that's
3: amen. awesome
2: i like how amazing you, you,
0: advice
1: yes um, I like how you kept on using the word intentional Joseph mm-hmm. just so you know you are on the Love, Love
0: Intentionally
1: intentional... <laughs> Together <podcast. laughs> Love Intentionally Together podcast oh we gotcha
0: like... <laughs> <laughs> so,
1: yes yes we definitely encourage uh, intentionality and uh, those were sound advice uh, we thank you guys awesome. so much for your time
0: with yes. us here today. And we wanted you to please, we cannot leave this out. Yes. Please let our audience know what is coming up. Yes.
2: This oh my week. that yes. Last
3: weekend, Tom. come on, come on. Oh my
2: goodness. <laughs> it's come
3: It's finally coming. I mean, we are less than a week, six oh, About a week, eight. yeah, about a week away. We are having the first ever 2021 Virtual Marriage Summit. Woo! Woo! We will be joined by 14 uh, professional counselors, relationship experts, and marriage champions, such as uh, okay. Cassidy and Danette, <laughs> um, joining us to talk about how to have a healthy, intimate, prioritize marriage. We all want to be close with our spouse. I I think everyone, when we look at surveys that people fill out for us, we look at DMs and prayer requests. That is like the number one thing. How do I grow with my spouse? How do we grow closer? I want to grow closer with them and I want to grow closer to God. So we are going to be doing a a two-day summit on the 13th and 14th Uh, We invite you guys um, to join us. It's free, and we are excited. We're excited about
2: it. Yeah, to find more information, you can go to our Instagram handle, Forever Marriages. There's a link in the bio, and we can't wait to have you. So are you guys speaking
1: by chance? Are you doing a little session?
2: (laughs) We no, we wanted to, but
3: <laughs> it was, it just became too
2: much. So, we actually have an offer for those who attend. Uh, we are finally releasing a segment which is known as Marriage is a Verb. Woo. Marriage is an wow. actual intentional, it is all about doing, and that verb we break it down to values, expectations, roles, those biblical roles, and boundaries. Those four are your keys on your journey towards oneness. So uh, we'll be releasing that shortly after the summit. And we just encourage uh, all participants to tune in and to attend the closing finale where we'll (laughs) release information about this added bonus to to, uh, attendance.
0: That is so awesome. We're so excited. We're so honored to be a part of that. But uh, we know it's going to be amazing. It's going to bless. Couples, Amen. and we know that they're going to come out stronger Amen. and equipped. Yes. Um. So, if you guys enjoyed listening to this amazing couple, you do not want to miss this Marriage Summit 2021. It's going to be lit. Right.
2: <laughs> there we go.
1: We uh, do encourage you, folks that are listening, please go ahead and share this podcast with your friends, your family, and uh, if you know anyone. Out there who is struggling with intimacy, you may want to share this. Share it on your social media. Go ahead and check out Joseph and uh, his beautiful wife, Marissa's. uh, They're social and please support the ministry that God has placed upon their lives. Um, Again, we thank you so much for tuning in. We totally went over. Uh, you know, a little bit over our time today, but you know what? Totally worth it. It was a (laughs) worthy
0: conversation.
2: Amen.
1: And uh, what a lovely, lovely conversation to have. We should do this again, guys.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much.
1: (laughs) (laughs) We thank you guys so much again for uh, tuning in. Once again, you are listening to the Lit Marriage Podcast. Until next time, keep it lit.